Hey Jay, hey Modern, Modern Eater fans, welcome to AJ's Pit Barbecue. Today we're going to share some of our delicious smoked meats with you. First I'm going to pull out some brisket. Whew, it's smoky oh, in there. Oh man. That's how it should be. Jared Leonard here, you guys, AJ's Pit Barbecue. Oh Ooh, look at that. Man. Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad. For you. Fresh out of the pit the way to do it. We cook it fresh every day. Nice and tender, nice and fatty. This is the leaner side of the brisket, still nice and juicy. Our brisket's cooked for 16 hours overnight over a wood fire. True Texas style. We got some sausage. Woo! I dropped my sausage on the floor, Jay. <laughs> oh, look at this. Jalapeno cheddar hot link. Jalapeno sausage hot link. Taylor, Texas. Let me see, let me see uh, a piece of that. Up close here. We got some pastrami in here. I'll make you a little sampler platter. Oh, that's my jam is pastrami. Now listen, uh, pastrami, brisket, uh, does that come from the same animal? Might be a terrible question. It's actually the exact same cut. So oh. pastrami is uh, the brisket of the cow. It's the chest area. It's just cured before it's smoked. And then the spice rub on the outside is a little different. Okay, you know, brisket's it, coming from the chest area of the steer. It's a real tough part of the animal because that steer is standing out in pasture all day long, and so it's a very muscly area. So you got to cook it slow to make it nice and tender, break down all the connective tissue. So brisket and pastrami, you can see from the cut here, same cut, just brined or cured. That's why it's pink inside. And then this is smoked, and both of them have that nice smoky bark on the outside of them. That comes from cooking with a wood fire and the spice rub sugar in our spice rub that caramelizes that cooks overnight our fire burns 24 hours a day it's always going we cook with texas post oak we do it the old-fashioned way low and slow 16 hours on the brisket about 12 to 14 on the pulled pork we've got tri-tip tri-tip will cook for about four hours that we don't cook that one as high as an internal temperature because it's more like a flank steak or a bavette comes from uh, between the sirloin and the round primal on the steer What else we got in here for you, Jay? We got some burn ends. Hey, uh, after the commercial, I want to come back and get a smoke uh, and get a, a closer look at the inside of that bad boy. What do you call this thing back here? This smoker. This is an A N Bewley. A N A N what? A N Bewley. Mr. Bewley was the founder of A N Bewley. They've been building smokers down in Texas for the last 60 years. We got some pork ribs here. Those are coming from Brush, Colorado, still. McDonald Farms, Brush, Colorado. Look at how fatty they are. Isn't that nice? Delicious. Ooh. What farm is this from? McDonald Farm. Mc Old McDonald. Old you know, Old McDonald had a farm, Jay. <laughs> it's in Brush, Colorado. Would you stop? Local company. Look at that. Oh, my God. How, mu how, how, how much does that weigh, Jared, oh. without looking? Don't, don't look. You're cheating. That's about a pound of, pound of ribs there. Pound of ribs. Nice fatty pork ribs. You know, the spare rib is just the crown jewel of pork ribs because it's fatty. It comes off the belly of the pig. You know what else we make with pork belly, Jay? Uh-uh. Bacon. Bacon is made from the pork belly, so the spare ribs have that nice layer of fat on them. Super juicy. They take smoke real well. Everything's seasoned a little bit differently. We've got a, a pretty herby spice rub on that pastrami. We've got a pretty, not basic, but lower quantity of spices in our 
salt and pepper brisket. And then on our burn ends and our pulled pork, we go a little bit heavier. Our pulled pork has 14 different ingredients in the dry rub. None of our barbecue has barbecue sauce on it. You Why see, not? Bar barbecue sauce is a condiment. It's not meant to be a defining flavor in good barbecue. Good barbecue is defined by the smoke, the meat, and the spice rub, and then the sauce is just thereafter. Well, let me ask you, then, then, then why are the California kids like myself, why do we think that barbecue comes with sauce on it? Uh, I think uneducated. I mean, <laughs> barbecue sauce is just <laughs> that. It's well, tell me exactly how you feel about it. Yeah, you know, barbecue sauce is sauce you can put on barbecue, but it's not meant to define the barbecue. If you just cover the meat and sugary sauce, what was the point of cooking it over a wood fire? You could just lose all that flavor. So. You know, but we make four barbecue sauces here. We've got some regional styles that we cover. We've got a smoky and sweet, which is kind of like a Midwestern or St. Louis style barbecue sauce. We've got a chipotle sauce, citrus chipotle. We've got a jalapeno, which is a little spicy. And then one of my favorite barbecue sauces, if I use it, is a South Carolina style barbecue sauce. It's a mustard-based sauce. So it's yellow, like mustard, but it's got some tanginess and some, a little bit of tomato and vinegar in there. And, and I really like, I love mustard being from Chicago. That's all we put on our hot dogs. So, yeah, I'm, so a I, I'm a mustard fan. So our, our sauces don't stick to Texas style because I like different regional sauces, but our barbecue is straight Texas style with all wood burning smokers, the holy trinity of Texas barbecue, which is beef ribs, brisket, and sausage. Do we have any beef ribs in here, Pat? Uh, Are we sold ribs. out? These are some of the smaller ends of our beef rib. Look at how juicy that is. So look at that. This is one bone. You know, beef ribs are, are really a regional thing to Texas. You don't find smoked beef ribs, beef short ribs, a lot of other parts of the country. Real fatty. These are the end pieces. So they come in three bone sections. The middle bone costs more, and the edges are a little bit cheaper. Oh, here we go. Here's a nice middle bone. Look at that. Look at that rib. Mm. I challenge you, Jay, to try to eat that one beef rib in one sitting. Oh, I, I mean, listen, man, that right there, I, uh, now, whether you believe it or not, man, no problem. You could I, do I it? I could eat that, no problem. Right. And I don't want to do it just to, just to show you because I want to do it at home where I'd enjoy it. I don't want to, you know, uh, uh, I'm a I'm uh, basketball shorts, underwear, enjoy my food kind of guy. You All know, right. I don't really like to eat out. I know that's weird. Uh, let me ask you this question because I've been wondering this. This paper that's on, uh, that peach, you wrap stuff paper. in. What is it? Peach paper. Peach paper? Yeah, it's the color of it. Uh, so this came from the, barbecue's origins were a lot of butchers and delis in, or more butcher shops in Texas that sold the meat that they couldn't sell to customers raw on the weekends. I'm sorry, by raw, I just mean unsmoked. They would, they would have deli meats and they would sell primal cuts and then they would smoke the meat that was left over on the weekend and sell it as barbecue. So one of the things they had in their butcher shops was the butcher paper. This is what you put deli meat in and, or just use for, for wrapping raw meat. Uh, they've got brown paper, peach paper. In Texas, traditional barbecue is wrapped in peach paper. And what it does is it keeps the moisture in the meat without steaming it. When the meat's done, you've got to hold it before you serve it. You know, you can't time barbecue to be ready when people are eating. It's ready hours before they're eating it because it cooks for so long. So throughout the day, we've got to keep the barbecue fresh. And that's why when we're sold out, we're sold out. We're not reheating anything. So if you wrapped it in plastic, it would steam itself, become too tender, and we don't want that. Wrap it in foil, same problem. Wrap it in peach paper. It keeps enough moisture in there to keep it juicy without steaming it. Why doesn't it burn? Why, why doesn't, doesn't it, it catch burn? On fi why, yeah, why doesn't it catch well, I mean, on it's fire in, this, in there? So everything in barbecue is cooked with an offset 
type of fire. So in a grill, your fire is directly beneath whatever you're cooking. That's called direct heat. You're cooking the meat fast on one side, you flip it over, you cook it on the other side and it's done in less than 15 minutes. When you're doing barbecue, it's all low and slow. So to keep our, our cooker, you can see here, we got about 225, it's that big thermostat. You keep the temperature that low by removing your fire from the area in which you cook. So you've got a firebox offset to where you're cooking. And if it's only 200 degrees in here, that put, that's paper never going to catch on fire. No kidding. Yeah. Well, there you go. Hey, listen, I know that you have a patio. Yep. I know that you're doing a lot of to-go food. Yep. And I'm going to give the viewers a closer look on the inside of that uh, Bewley. Bewley, B-E-W-L-E-Y. B-E-W-L-E-Y. Since 1971, says the sticker on there, just you so know, you know. They were building pits before that with another man named Mr. Euler, and they still have J&R Euler pits down in Texas. The two split up in the 70s. No kidding. Well, listen, when we, I'm going to take a commercial break so we can hear from some of our sponsors. But um, when we come back, I'm going to do a closer look on the inside of that thing. All right. We're going to take a tour of the restaurant behind me that you can't sit in right now. All right. And then uh, we'll take a peek because you do have an awesome patio out there with heaters and everything like that. And then we'll also talk a little bit about your uh, to-go how easy it is to get to go meet yep. for the whole family here, you guys. And I'll tell you what, if you, God, I wish they could smell this, man. And, and I don't know what he's going to do with all this meat. Uh, the, but, I mean, that might have to go home with me. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll, take, uh, we'll take a little break, Jared. We'll be back live from AJ's Pit Barbecue. All right, back to the show, you guys. We're at AJ's Pit Barbecue with the one and only Jared Leonard. He's chopping. We're going to look inside of this uh, Bewley. Are you allowed to eat on the show, Jay? I am, but I've got a face mask on. I've got a headset on. I've got a beanie. Well, no, I don't have a beanie anymore. I mean, you're missing out. I know I'm missing out. You're not going to send me home with a little something out of this joint? Is that what you're telling me? I'm considering it. Let me open this up. Yes. Let's do it now, yeah? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, my So you can see all the meat wrapped in peach paper there. Oh. You're going to smell so good, Jay. You're going oh. to lick you when you're walking home. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so there's the sausage, right? <laughs> sausage. What's down here? What's in these we guys? We've got brisket, tri-tip. We've got pastrami. We've got ribs, pork ribs. You oh. saw Patrick cutting those up. We've got burn ends. Now, what's, so what's, okay, bur, I mean, burn end, you know, I mean, that sound, I think I know what that is. But explain to me, because there's somebody going like, I actually really don't know what burn ends are anymore. The burn ends started out at Arthur Bryant's in Kansas City. And the lore is that the place was so busy, people would wait in line for hours. And this is years and decades before Franklin Barbecue or any of the current barbecue trend. Arthur Bryant's fed three of the sit sitting presidents, they'd always set that on his wall, three of the, you know, the, from through the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Presidents would come dine on his food and, you know, uh, a little barbecue history. American presidents traditionally loved barbecue. George Washington was famous for throwing a three-day-long barbecue. Really? Yeah, it was like a, a rave, a barbecue rave before <laughs> its time, Jay. People were high on barbecue for days. Yeah, they were raving in the... Uh I want to say 1800s, but then I realized I didn't go to college and I wouldn't know the year of the president that, whose name I already forgot. Abraham Lincoln and his wife had barbecue at their wedding for their wedding meal. So, no kidding. So anyways, so, so Arthur Bryant. Yeah. So Arthur Bryant's invented burn ends. And while people were waiting in line, he would cut off the fatty side of the brisket and cut it up into chunks and hand it out as samples to people waiting in line at his restaurant. And this would be like right here on the, so this is yeah, brisket, so, right? You know, so a brisket, I'm going to try to find a whole one. Let me see in my hot box here. I think I've got a whole one. 
So we got our smoker where we're serving out of. We've got a warming cabinet. This is where tonight's meats are sitting. So here's a full brisket here. So the brisket has two different parts to it. We got the fatty and the lean side, or the point and the flat. The point is this big part up here, and then it's separated by a vein of fat between the two, and then the flat is the leaner side. Kansas City-style brisket is typically shaved very thin or cut, hand-cut very thin, and they didn't really use the fatty side. So Arthur Bryant started cutting that fatty side off and put, cutting it up into cubes and using it, again, for samples of people waiting in line at his restaurant. He became so well-known for it, though, that they put it on the menu, and that's the first thing that's sold out every day. If you do that in a traditional sense, you don't get to serve anybody fatty brisket in slices. You're just serving sliced lean meat all day and then fatty burn ends, and you run out of burn ends real early. So a gal that was running a restaurant in Chicago called Brand Barbecue, her name's Charity Smith. Hey, Charity, if you're watching, she's on my Facebook. They're not around anymore, but she had a whole menu of burn ends on her, uh, on her barbecue menu. The burn ends mac and cheese, burn ends with collard greens, burn ends with baked beans. So she needed more burn ends. So she started using the beef navel. And the beef navel is right coming from right by the, the brisket. It's the belly of the cow or the steer. And so it's nice and fatty. So you can cook an entire beef navel and cut it up into cubes and get about the same result as if using the, the point or the fatty side of the brisket. So we do three, four of those every day, depending on the day, and cube up that entire 15, 20 pound belly and turn it into burn ends. And so these are the burn ends, and so literally, because I'll, I'll be honest, when I, you know, when I hear burn ends and I see them on a menu, I'm assuming that it's, that it's you know, that they cook it specifically a, a piece of meat and then cut it up and that's burn ends. So, you're, so burn ends are, come from the brisket, yep. but when you cut the first one off, like the, you don't want to give the guest, you know, the, the, that end of it technically, right? Well, you some, want of, some people love them. But okay, but that, if that part that's burnt is crispy and delicious. And so as you as so as you sell more brisket, you you develop more burn ins. Correct, correct. Gotcha. Okay. But, and so before But, but to, to just to accommodate higher volume, you can also just do beef navel, which I just gave away one of our secrets. You're welcome, other barbecue restaurant owners, if you want to serve more burn ins, <laughs> smoke a beef navel just like you smoke a brisket. Cut it into cubes. Same result as the fatty side of a brisket. Lots of burn ins. There burn, you go. Okay, one and done. We're we're not gonna give them any more secrets. Now this is what I asked before, but I want to, so you, you are cooking the meat in here. You are smoking the meat in here, but there's no, like, there's no flame, you know, on this side. There's no nothing on this side. Oh, you can see all the smoke, but the fire yeah. is offset. I'm going to scoot with you. Watch yeah, this. Scoot. Here we go. Here we go. So barbecue is cooked with what's called indirect heat. So my fire is burning over here, and you can see we're cooking with stick burners. No gas, no electricity. Our slogan at our restaurant used to be no gas, no electricity, real barbecue, but, you know, I don't like, I got less divisive about barbecue over the years. You know, uh, Anthony Bourdain said that barbecue doesn't solve world peace or doesn't create world peace, but it's a good start. And it's, it's something that people have had discussions, but passionate discussions about for years. What style of barbecue is better? Is it real barbecue if you're not cooking with wood? Is it real barbecue if you don't put sauce on it? Me personally, I say it's real barbecue if it's what you like to eat. Now, if you're mixing meat with smoke and fire, that's barbecue. Beyond that, it's personal style. So if you want to add sauce, add sauce. If you want to cook it with an electric smoker, do that. That's an easier way to do a barbecue. If you want to do traditional Texas-style barbecue, most of the good barbecue in Texas is cooked with offset pits cooking with sticks. So indirect heat, mm -hmm. low and slow. 
That's the secret to barbecue. Having our fire positioned over here and cooking the meat in the cabinet over here allows the temperature to stay below 250. About 225 is what we run at overnight. And that fire, you know, we just opened the doors for a few minutes. So because I don't have gas or electricity, when you close, you're going to you close the doors. It's going to take a few minutes more for that to rise back up. Where if you had a gas or electric pit, it recovers a little bit quicker. But the flavor profile difference and just for me, barbecue is a passion. Barbecue is something that I have uh, a big, big uh, desire to do the old fashioned way. And so we cook with all wood here. So indirect heat, low and slow, cooking the meats overnight. The fire never goes out. So somebody like me that, uh, and, and we're going to take a tour of the place, you guys. I know I promised that. Um, and, and this isn't what it normally looks like, just so you know. And as you uh, obviously know about COVID, is no restaurant looks like it used to. But we are going to take a look at your patio. We are going to walk around the dining room. But I want to ask, so I've been trying to cook more at home. Okay. Right? I obviously don't have, you know, any, any of this stuff. I don't have my own Bewley. I do have a small grill that I'll put some charcoal in, and, okay. and I, that's where I uh, grill my cauliflower. That's all I've cooked on it okay. to date because it's a little bit new. Okay. I, is there something in the gist? I, and I get what you're saying about, uh, um, what do you well, call so this thing down here again? That's the this is an offset fire. Offset, so, yeah. So right offset. when you say what you're cooking with charcoal, what's charcoal made from? Wood. Wood, 100%, right? Yeah. Are you using briquettes or are you using lump charcoal? Um, uh, like pieces. It's rock, uh, I rock okay, wood. Okay, so they're not all the same shape. Correct. That's great stuff then. You know, the, the briquettes, I find to have a little bit less of a desirable flavor because they're composite woods pressed together. And, you know, they were invented by Henry Ford who was using old wood parts from trim of his cars that he used to burn in his furnaces to heat the factory. And he said, well, shit, I should sell this to somebody and... He started selling it as cooking fuel, but they were all, you know, treated woods and wood that didn't really, wasn't really meant to be cooking fuel. It was heating fuel maybe, but, so that's Kingsford. Half of that name is Henry Ford. Oh, yeah. Hey, man, James you know too much about barbecue. You know, I man. used to teach barbecue class five days a week, and so loving to do what I do and then sharing that with other people helped me grow my passion and just learn more about it. And Yeah, so you're cooking with lump charcoal. You are cooking with wood. That's been put like look up a video sometime of how they make charcoal. It's fascinating, but very simple. Right. Put a bunch of logs in like a silo looking tower, light it on fire, and then cap off the oxygen. No more oxygen, no more fire. The fire goes out, but you're left with lump pieces of charcoal. Just like when you put your fire out when you're camping. You, you, do, you stop feeding it or you dump water on it. You've got chunks of hardwood, and that's what charcoal is. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna see what. We've got a, uh, a guest here that's going to get some meat, so I'm going to check out. What's this, uh, what's this dude's name over here, your employee? That's Zach. Zach. How long Zach been with you? Oh, Zach, how long have you been here? About six months? About six months. Newest member of the crew. He's the newbie, the FNG. Now, Zach makes a mean key lime pie. We had some yesterday. He made pie for Thanksgiving and brought in some key lime yesterday. So. Oh, really? Well, that, might, that might find its way to the... You know, I've always wanted to do pie on our menu, and... It's such a cost-prohibitive thing to do. You need somebody who really has a passion for it. So maybe Zach will be that guy. I'll tell you what. I am going to take a short commercial break to uh, listen to some of our local sponsors. And then we're going to take a tour of the back. There is a back, you guys, and it's beautiful. You can't see it yet. And we'll talk a little bit about what used to be uh, in here because that, once upon a time, and God, if I had my act together, Jared, I'd have a picture queued up so that I could have shown what it looks like because I have pictures of it. Sure, sure. But because I'm, uh, because I'm me, I didn't do that. But 
if you go to themoderneater.com and search Jared, if you just search Jared or Leonard or AJ's Pit Barbecue, a ton of pictures and even videos will pop up on themoderneater.com and uh, it'll, uh, it'll show you what it used to look like. But we're going to take a break. When we come back, Jared, we'll, uh, we'll take a tour of the patio, take a tour of the front, because the front is actually just as cool as the back. And then you can explain a little bit about what used to be in the dining room. All right, so stand by. We'll be right back, you guys. All right, you guys, back to the show. And as promised, Jared Leonard, AJ's Pit Barbecue. This is his entryway, you guys. Now, check out how cool this is. And where did you get a toboggan? That's a toboggan, right? Yeah, you know, everything in here has a story. Uh, you know, it, it, the, the toboggan came from an old antique store in Kentucky. I think uh, some relative friends bought it for my kids, actually, just because they loved it so much. We've got uh, a picture here of the original store in Chicago called Rub's Backcountry Smokehouse. That's a guy named Famous Dave. You may have heard of him. He owns about 600 restaurants. 600? Famous Dave's, man. It's a big chain. Wow. But he's, I mean, he started out as a Southside Chicago guy who loved to cook rib tips and hot links and opened up a barbecue restaurant in Wisconsin and then franchised it. And real great success story. He just, if you listen to podcasts, there's one called How I Built This with Guy Raz. And Dave uh, just did, Famous Dave just did an episode of it. And it's really, really interesting. But he's a good friend of mine. Uh, this bar came from the original restaurant originally pulled from an old bourbon tasting room. Old scales, old stained glass, Coca-Cola clock. That's not a reproduction, that's an original, an antique dealer in Chicago that was a local customer of ours when we first opened called Ampersand Sales. Uh, gave that to me and I brought it out here with me. And we got pictures on the wall, just all my barbecue adventures and our f some of our first store, our first staff, just, you know, the adventure of, barbecue was my first restaurant, you know, we're on restaurant number 10, but this was my passion project. It was something that I loved to do and still do. So when we relocated to Denver and started opening more Budlong Chicken restaurants, we closed the original store in Chicago, RIP. You know, that was a great experience. We still get customers asking now today, like, when are you going to reopen in Chicago? And it's just tough. I got to live there to do the wood fire cooking. You know, Patrick, uh, our pit master here, does all the cooking at this restaurant. I'm fortunate to have him. But living in another state, it was too hard to manage this style of passion-filled restaurant and, and not living locally there. So everything in here has some kind of history or historic relevance to my journey in cooking barbecue and loving barbecue. Tell, tell me a little bit about what we would normally see in the dining room here. So normally you'd come in here and there's four communal tables and they'd all be full. There would be a person sitting right here and there would be a person sitting right here and right here and right here <laughs> and right here. Yeah, yeah. And you get the picture. Yes, we do. Full of people eating barbecue, you know, Barbecue is always meant to be communal, family-style gatherings, big parties. You don't do barbecue for one, you do barbecue for many. It's one of the things I love about it is it brings people together, you know? You, you get a bunch of people in the room eating barbecue, it's, it's, it's hard to have a, an argument about much other than which barbecue sauce you like better or which meat you like better. And those aren't really arguments, that's just friendly discussion, right? Yeah. Well, most of the time, depending on how many PBRs you've had. Tell me about this sign right here, because uh, I think everyone has noticed that P&S isn't A and J, but it's a pretty dope sign. So that was a little eggs and, eggs and bacon diner across the street from the original restaurant. And I used to look, come in and load the smoker at 6 in the morning with wood, with wood and take the big meats out from the night before. And then I would sometimes go across the street and eat at this old diner and... They closed, but it was a classic old school place that had big signs. You know, these big neon signs were all from the 60s because that's when road travel really became super popular in America. 
So the, the idea was the bigger your sign is, the more people are going to see you when they're driving their cars past. So I'm a big fan of everything Americana. We've got a big neon pit barbecue sign in front of the restaurant that you'll see later. When they, were, when they closed the restaurant, they were tearing it down. I said, you know, I got to get that sign. And I made a deal with them and we took it down. It sat out in our yard or a, a construction yard next to our original restaurant for four years. We never put it up anywhere. I didn't know what I was going to do with it. And when we opened up here, we got a big industrial space. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to bring that to me to, to Denver with, uh, from Chicago. And we hung it up on the wall. So, Well, listen, I'm, uh, you know, my signal is kind of choppy. So that being said, on the replay, it'll be clear and beautiful. Got if you're it. watching it right now, apologize. You know, the internet is the internet. But let's go out back and take a look at the patio. And uh, the game is on if you... Uh, like the uh, the foot in the ball. So this is out back. This is the patio. This is where you can sit down and dine. And you can breathe. With I'm going to take my mask off now so I can breathe. Oh, God, it's beautiful out here. Got yeah, a couple so of heaters, right? We got some patio heaters. We think we're going to do a tent this winter. I wasn't going to, but, you know, the more this seems to be the reality for the near to short to long-term future. And, and truthfully, we used to have shade sales up here because people don't want to eat in the blazing hot sun. So D Denver sun's pretty hot. So I think we're going to put up a 20 by 30 tent. We've got our other smoker back here. Oh, my gosh. This whole thing is a barbecue pit. Get now, Jay, do you know here. where the word barbecue comes from? Oh, my God. I hope you lay it on me, but I don't. Uh, you know, neither do I. Nobody really does. It's one of those things where the etymology of the word, the history of the word, there are several different theories, and they're all pretty interesting, but nobody really knows. So Spanish explorers, barbacoa was when you cooked wood on raised above rocks over sticks. So that's what they call barbacoa, and that's similar to like grilling. And the etymology of that word barbecue, some people think came from the original of the word barbacoa. Then you've got the French, who have a different theory, barbacoa means beard to tail in French. And in barbecue, one of the things we're known for is using the whole animal. Mm -hmm. Now, in the Carolinas, they got a different, they say they're not French over there, so they don't say barb a coup. They say from the rooter to the tutor. <laughs> the rooter's your nose. The pig roots around in the dirt and sniffs out for truffles. I got you. The rooter to the, the, the tutor. To the tutor I saw a movie with that same coup. title, but it was totally different. Now there's another smoker right over here, or there's another something. But real quick, when yeah. I now when I meet somebody and uh, I'm trying to impress them, I so I call that this is offset. Right? Offset pit. With so this. your fire is offset to where you're cooking. Like I was explaining in the, in the commercial break to you. A lot of this stuff is real simple. You know, this was not invented by scientists. It was invented by a bunch of drunk Southerners in a field somewhere. Uh, dates back before that even, people cooking with fire. You know, there, there's a, a podcast I listen to that talks about how man first started to evolve when Homo erectus, original caveman, started cooking meat with fire. That's when we first started becoming intelligent and developing as, as humans. So a lot of this stuff is really, really simple but you don't spend the time to think about it or wonder about it, you just eat it. And that's where I come in. I love to learn barbecue. You know, I spent the first six years of my career in this business, not just having the restaurant, but having a classroom space next to the restaurant where I taught classes three to five times a week. And I just, you know, I geek out over food, food history, why things are the way they are. And most of it is very simple when explained so anybody can understand and do this. I love it, man. This guy, how did you get this thing back here? I mean, we this pushed it actually. So this was in front of the restaurant. 
when we first opened it. It's got big train caster wheels on it. It was oh, that was fun, man. We do we have a lot of adventures here. We're kind of we we're like never say no, never quit, always get her done. And we had this thing in front of the restaurant. It's on wheels. It's obviously very heavy. So we pushed it out on the pavement. We tied a toe strap to the front of it and started pulling it around the restaurant. And one of us was behind it pushing it. You know, it was it was like swinging out behind the the truck as we drove it around the corner and we got it back here and, <laughs> and rolled it into place so we don't do a lot of cooking on this you know we we do most of our cooking inside but this is good for surplus cooking when we need it you know it's got a lot of space in it i'll show you, you i could was gonna fit, say can you open those up you could fit about six pigs in here make sure there's no bodies in there oh there could be it'd be pig bodies we do our wings <laughs> on here for grabowski's pizzeria another one of my restaurants over in rhino on brighton boulevard we smoke them here and then we fry them over at grabowski's this yeah, man, I'm due for a pizza pie, too. Yeah. Grabowski's. Tell us a little bit about Grabowski. Let's walk back inside, but so tell us a little bit about Grabowski's over there. Well, I want to show you the other pit oh, before we talk about yeah. Grabowski's because it segues me to talk about another one of our new brands called Campfire Evergreen. Ooh. It's a wood-fired rotisserie concept. I'm opening up where I live in Evergreen. So this is a wood-fired rotisserie built by J&R Manufacturing, the same company that originally built the Beely Smokers. So this is direct heat cooking, but it's a rotisserie, so this thing will spin around. In these baskets, you can put different vegetables or fish in here. The skewers, you load them up with chickens. So really like your, you know, everybody loves rotisserie chicken, but again, I like to do things the artisanal way. You know, I don't want to complicate it if unnecessary, but cooking with hard fuel gives an extra flavor to the food that you just don't get from cooking with gas or electric. So all charcoal and wood-fired rotisserie chickens at Campfire Evergreen, slated to open July 2020. It's, uh, I've been seeing, you're, you're fantastic on social media, and I've been seeing um, a lot of your pictures and videos of Campfire Evergreen, and it's really coming along, man. You've, yeah. got, a, you've got a knack for making things, uh, making simple things cool. Well, you know, you know I'm a storyteller. Yeah. I'm a storyteller. It's getting cold out here. Yeah, it's, a little, uh, it's a little nipply out there. Did you see that guy hide? Look at him. He's hiding. <laughs> Oh, man, I wish you could smell it, you guys. You know, uh, a fun fact for you, if you're somebody who follows the Modern Eater show, um, but new to the Modern Eater show, we did our first summer dinner series here at, at, at AJ's Pit Barbecue. At the time, it was a different name, but um, you can look up that video and actually see uh, chefs like Keegan Gerhardt and Daniel Asher and Kyle Mendenhall. Uh, we're in here cooking with the Modern Eater and with Jared and and uh, just a really cool place, man. It's just a really cool place. I know we're gonna head outside and check out the front, so that that way when people drive by and they see it, they'll know, uh, you know, they'll know what's what. So before we do that, I want to warm up a little bit. <laughs> and and so with that time, tell folks, you know, uh, the best way, best times to come down here and get the, and get the meat for the fam for the holidays because Christmas is coming up. Yeah. You're gonna want that smoked meat for your uh, for your little ones. Yeah. So we're at 2180 South Delaware. We're in the Overland Park neighborhood, and uh, it's a very industrial neighborhood. So we actually are busier at lunch than we are at dinner. When we first opened, it was almost exclusively lunch business, and now we're getting our name out there, and people know where we are. People come over here, you know, at night after dark. But we're across from the from the Evans train stop there, right off of Broadway and Evans. Delaware goes under the viaduct there, so you can't really see it from the main drag. So uh, we'll show you that sign out front. But pitbarbecue.com. Uh, that's P-I-T-B-A-R-B-Q.com, and that's the old-fashioned way of spelling it: pit bar BQ. You can order online. You can uh, click on our catering forms there if you want to order for a small group of whatever the state is currently allowing people to gather in. 
Uh, and, uh, or just email us. We can put together our custom catering quotes. When the world gets back to normal uh, and you're having a party, we love to do weddings. We've got mobile equipment, do pig roasts, backyard parties. It's, you know, barbecue is just a great food to serve to large groups of people. Yeah, it is. If you uh, don't like barbecue, then stop listening and stop watching. But if you're a barbecue fan, you guys, I mean, take it from the modern eater. Nobody's doing it better than Jared Leonard, man. I mean, this is just, you've seen it. You know, I'm not blowing smoke, uh, you know, up your tutor. Pun intended. You know, you know I'm not blowing, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, all right. you missed an opportunity there, because if you don't like barbecue, you could also eat some fried chicken at Budlong Hot Chicken, or you could eat some pizza at Grabowski's Pizzeria, or you could get some rotisserie chicken up at Campfire. Campfire Evergreen, we're excited for that one. Where, uh, uh, tell us where the Budlongs are. Where can Budlong the is at 81 South Penn. We're right next to Uncle Ramen, right across the street from Carmine's on Penn in the spot. Those two restaurants have been there for quite a while. We're in the West Wash Park neighborhood, and that location's only been open about two months, but we're really loving that store, that neighborhood store, doing a lot of takeout, a lot of uh, delivery, and we, you can download our app, The Budlong, on the Apple or the uh, Google Store, or go to thebudlong.com and pick up uh, some Nashville hot fried chicken sandwiches. I was going to say, are you doing those fat uh, chicken sandwich, those Nashville? You do, you oh, do, yeah. do those, right? Oh, those yeah. Big, oh, that's oh, what I, that's, I invented the Nashville hot chicken sandwich, Jay. You didn't oh, know that, did you? No, I did not know that. Yeah. But I, hey, listen, go. every time I come down here and get some barbecue, I learn something new about you. You want to go outside? See, yeah, let's see, go outside. See what happens? Yeah, this wood floor, Jay, I put this in here as an old factory before us, and you laid the floor down, and we torched it to give it that charred hickory look. We do, I do all our build-outs and, you know, all the yeah. restaurant design, and, and I do it very much from a storytelling perspective where I want it to feel like the food. And so when you come here and you're eating barbecue, I want you to feel like you're uh, at an old place in Tennessee or Texas. You're, you're an atmosphere guy. Yeah, I very much like to tell the story because all of the elements go into the dining experience, and so I really want to activate all your senses when you're enjoying a dining experience with us. Is this a uh, real hide? Yeah, I killed this bear. Did you really? Oh, yeah. I can't tell if you're Meat messing strong, with strong, baby. Me. <laughs> I can't tell if you're messing with me. I'll tell you this much, though. If you need a, a door fixed or a refrigerator moved it's or a, bear, a, it's a steer, or, uh, Jared will fix it. He can and will fix it. So here we are outside. This is it, you guys. And despite the open sign not being lit, we are open. <laughs> 11 to 8, Tuesday through Sunday. Uh, this pit barbecue sign came out of an old barn in Macon, Missouri. And we had it re-neoned, and it was in front of my original store for years, and we brought it out here. And again, everything, I drove through the middle of the night to pick that thing up. I mean, we had first opened it, and I couldn't take a day off. So I left after close, drove through the night, about 10 hours from Chicago, picked up the sign, had a barbecue lunch, and headed back to work. So we came back, and uh, I mean, it's just everything we do here is it's just full of passion, full of pride. And we want people to feel that and enjoy their experience here. Well, man, listen, I'm sold. You're not worried about people stealing wood from out here? What are they going to do with it? I don't know. But maybe they're going to barbecue some stuff at home after they watch the video and, and figure out all your secrets. You know what? If somebody stealing a $2 piece of wood from me gives them a passion and a hobby of barbecue, I will bless their life forever <laughs> and for always, and it's worth the $2 to me. <laughs> I love it, man. Well, thanks, Jared Leonard from AJ's Pit Barbecue, Grabowski's Pizza, Ria, Campfire Evergreen soon to be uh you said june uh, i said july of 2020 july. you missed the joke july oh i did miss that june it'll july, be open August, when we're open i mean we're we're almost done with the build out process and then you know hire we're gonna we're gonna wait till dine-in is back activated probably if it pushes back to where we're actually active and ready to go and dine-in isn't happening we'll start a to-go version 
uh, probably Feb 1, but we'll wait till after the new year for sure. You've missed out on Bud Long Hot Chicken, though, in that little, in your... Well, I was going to get to I it, know. but then I saw... I just, and, and, I like and the Bud Long, Hot, and Bud Long Hot Chicken. I want to make sure, you know? You know, the Nashville, I, you invented the Nashville chicken sandwich. I'm paying attention. <laughs> I'm paying attention. To Thanks. be clear, I didn't invent Nashville Hot Chicken. I'm just bragging. But that's what a lot of barbecue is, bragging and having fun, telling stories. Stories get better year after year, too, Jay. I love it, man. I love it. Well, I am going to talk you out of some of that uh, brisket or pastra or anything I can talk you out of. I'm going to try. But thanks for your time. No one's ever left here hungry. I love it, man. Thanks, brother. Yeah.